when you stand up and get ready to take a blow, you have the confidence that you can accept the blow. As a point of interest, none of my men wear protection in the groin. None. After all, you wouldn't want your attacker to get injured. That hurt my foot. I think uh, it's uh, a lot of credit to, to the players. Uh, they have, they've been uh, working uh, really, really hard since the day one. Um, they have uh, committed on uh, achieve uh, uh, the goals that we set at the beginning of the season. Uh, they they put ev every effort to believe in in the in the way that we want to play, the way we want to attack, the way we want to defend. And uh, this uh, made that uh, this season was a, a really good season for the club. How do you feel? Oh man, I'm so happy. I mean, it was, uh, I had a chance. I mean, I had a couple of chances during the, you know, almost one in every game. And, uh, you know, it makes this one a little bit uh, more sweeter, you know, because you work all, you work time and time again. You know, this week particularly, I've been, I, the guys have been uh, so helpful and supportive in a way because I've, uh, all week I've been doing extra just, to, you know, my shooting, my finishing, getting in the box. And I, I think today I was, I, I think I was that, uh, a little bit sharper. And I think, you know, sometimes you get lucky. You put yourself in the best position and deflections or whatever, but, uh, you know, you still got to go and do it. So I, I'm really happy about it. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. Here we are. We are live. Welcome, everyone, to Big D After Dark. Um, right now, it's just Jose and I. We might have a couple of other voices join us as we get going here uh, on the show. Uh, but we have reason to celebrate. We have reason to look with excitement for this next week because FC Dallas is, is in the postseason and they have a playoff match at home. After taking care of Sporting Kansas City 2-1 in Frisco. Great atmosphere. Looked like a great game. I hope you caught some of the pregame. Despite, we had we had some technical glitches. But despite that, if you checked it out, if not, you can find the link on BigDSoccer.com in my latest After Dark article. But it's good to see you all here tonight. Please know you can uh, share your comments, your questions with us. They will shape the show. Uh, we'll throw them up here on the screen you just heard from Nico Estevez, our head coach, uh, talking about the goals that this team has had um, and, and what it's meant for the team to achieve those goals. And then also Sebastian Letget getting his uh, first FC Dallas goal. With me there uh, next to me is is my buddy Jose El Chico Carmona. What's up, everybody? You can follow him at El Chico Carmona. You can follow me. I'm Nathan Hill at Nathan J. Hill. Uh, let's get to talking, Jose. Even if it's just you and me, uh, and of course, no folks, you can subscribe to the pod audio version uh, wherever you find podcasts. But we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about this past weekend. We're going to talk about talk about North Texas SC, and then we'll talk about FC Dallas's playoff opponent, 
Minnesota United FC. So let's just let's get into it. Let's just start with post game reactions, right? Um, we talked in the pregame. We talked about some scenarios. Um, some of the results were working in FC Dallas's favor. Uh, not all completely, but um, you you like it when the team takes care of business at home. And we saw the first. We talked about this in the pregame uh, 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 show yesterday that, hey, the first time we're seeing the first choice defensive lineup uh, in a month for FC Dallas. And while not a perfect performance, they let in a goal by Graham Zussi, a pretty sloppy thing. They they did their job. And you saw some rotation too, which I think just, just gets guys, keeps guys healthy and gets guys, makes selection lineups challenging for for Nico. So uh, how did we do defensively? Jose, are you feeling okay about uh, this team's defensive status going into the playoffs? Yeah, I'm pretty happy with the defense. I mean, um, we were really unfortunate not to be up more than uh, by more than one goal. Uh, Really unfortunate not to be up, you know, by more than one goal at the time that that goal was conceded. And, you know, you got to credit our opponents because they, they, they made adjustments and they found a way to uh, uh, attack the defensive uh, formation that Dallas had set up, and and that happens. So so the main thing is is we want to see is how how does Nico adjust, you know? And and you have to say, I mean, other than the Nanu uh, substitution, which which was forced on him, by the way, uh, seeing him go to his bench, bring in uh, Tafari, Kinion, and Velasco. That was like perfect substitution right there. I mean, that those three guys came in and basically changed uh, changed the direction the game was going, and basically asserted uh, FC Dallas control once again. And and that was beautiful. That's what that's what basically uh, Nico has been leading up to by playing all these reserves and all these matches, all this rotation. Some of it forced, some of it not, and and saying, hey, I need to get my my other guys in in form. Because this is what happens, you know, in a game like this, where the tide has turned in our opponent's favor, you need to be able to go to the bench, bring in not one, not two, but multiple difference mm-hmm. makers. And he did. He brought Kinion, solidified the middle a little, which was really uh, shaky there uh, uh, at the time of the substitutions. Uh, Tafari right. came in for, for Hedges with no drop-off whatsoever, which is wonderful to see. And Velasco wasn't instant difference maker which is instant. what he was honestly that's what he was advertised as uh when when he was uh, first brought into dallas and now we're seeing it now we're seeing the guy that you're like wow i cannot believe we have a guy like that on our roster who comes in with all this hype and you see it on the field i mean some of the stuff he did was just nasty even when he didn't you know uh, even when he wasn't dangerous yeah. in the attack, he was still yeah. doing some stuff that you were just mesmerized with. And, and you're like, wow, this kid's put it all together. And, and it's very exciting time to be heading into the playoffs uh, with a home match. It's good stuff. Hey, Ben, uh, thanks for commenting. Great call of a two to one win for FC Dallas. You know, sporting Kansas city has been playing well. I think we expected them if they had, even with the third string goalkeeper, uh, I think one thing you can note about coach, uh, head coach Peter Vermees of Sporting Kansas City is that 
he makes clear his expectations, and if you don't meet that, he's going to get rid of you. He's going to find a way to, uh, and he's kind of earned that with some success over the years. So even with the third string keeper, uh, the team was clear they had an expectation to come out there and to play a competitive game. And and it, it was good for, for FC Dallas, I think, to have that test, have to find a way to look to the bench and, and, and to, to, to get the win. And, and I think... Uh, you know, playoff game's going to be on a Monday night, so Ben, glad you got your ticket. I know there's some concern about that. We may we may touch upon that in, in a little bit, but I, I'm with you. Like this Alan Velasco bit, Jose. We have had some good players for FC Dallas over the years, and, and sometimes some guys yeah. who have bordered on really special. I mean, Mauro Diaz, De, uh, David Ferreira, uh, who guys who could just do really remarkable things in a moment. But even those two guys, I think they had also had moments of injury. They had moments of uh, where, you know, you wanted a little bit more maybe. Um, you know, I, I don't want to push that too far. But yet, this Alan Velasco kid, he comes in and just changes the game. He just absolutely brings something that just it just devastates Sporting Kansas City. They, they, they couldn't handle him. They and had he's no, up- no response for him. None. And he's unlucky not to have had a goal. I mean, he had that shot off the crossbar. I mean, it's just... Yeah, but you could argue that, that he got a little greedy there. And if he would have made that pass, Ferrer was wide open for that yeah. goal he yeah. so desperately wanted. But at the same time, some uh, we saw in this match that Kansas City was really good at, at stopping that extra pass. So I think Velasco was basically got aware to that. So, Hey, every, we, we try to make that extra pass and they seem to anticipate it. They seem to cut it mm-hmm. out that, mm-hmm. you know, that, that dummy yeah. moved the Velasco. Is that the first dummy we've seen Velasco do? I mean, it was great, Perfect. but the defender yes. snuffed it out. Right. So, yes. Right. I think that's a good point. It's a good point. And so that's some, some awareness. And, and you know, for Hyder Obreon, who I don't think was awful in this game, I think he generated some momentum going forward, some positivity. He helped spearhead the attack early on. I, I think we know that he's just not – he doesn't have the the soccer IQ per se that no, a guy like but, Velasco has. But I think we're starting to see that O'Brien, against certain opponents, he can create his own kind of havoc. Uh, he did, It wasn't against Sporting Kansas City, that, but we've seen him in the past. We've seen him, uh, his speed. It's You can't just say, well, just the guy is fast. But at the same time, you have to be able to deal with that speed. So he's a good guy to have. If you're going to be playing like uh, Route 1 or something like that, you know, he, mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy you want. Someone that's going to beat his defender to, to the to the corner and, and, and maybe make something happen. So, yeah, I mean, we everyone knows what he is. So yeah. Dallas, I think I think uh, going to playoffs be a great guy to bring in uh, against tired legs. I, uh, uh, Kuv here, I, I hoped he was able to jump on with us. Um, uh, Tommy's not able to join us tonight, but uh, – uh, here commenting the least amount of goals conceded in the West too, which I think is an underrated stat going into the playoffs because, well, I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't crushed the numbers, but from what I know of watching playoff matches, um, it's, it's tight, intense soccer and got teams aren't scoring five goals on you. It's, it's, one nothing, two to one kinds of matches, and so uh, it's a good place for I, FC Dallas to be, and kind of an underrated think, place. And I think we only had one bad loss all year where we said, "Wow, you know, you know, we got you know allowed more, you know, more than two goals." 
and and so the defense was pretty consistent and honestly if you eliminate the pks it would have been less because think of all the pks that that mm-hmm. went against fc dallas and and you know if you look at the goals allowed from run of play it's much better than it looks in all honesty uh, i want to say though that um Oh geez, I just had a brain fart. <laughs> but Sorry. no, I mean, I think the defense has been has been consistent, and considering the rotation that we've been seeing mm-hmm. at defense, I mean, the only consistent player on that backline has been Farfan. Farfan has been, I think, uh, of the field players, not not including Pass, he's been the guy with the most minutes. Uh, but other than that, we've had injuries to Hedges, Martinez, and then you had the 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 fight between Tuomasi and and Nanu for that right back spot. So. And and of course Surio and and Quinone battling out for the D mid D mid spot. And so the fact that after all that you still end up with the best defense in in, in the West. I mean that that's great going it's, forward. It's, I mean that's 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 else. good news for this team. Because let's face it, it's defense that's going to win. That's going to win you the games in the playoffs. You know. Uh, defense carries you far it's it's you don't see the high scoring teams usually mm-hmm. go and go i think i think the last high scoring team we had that that won it was atlanta i think where we're like yeah that's great a great attack but usually it's you know that stinker between uh toronto and seattle that's that's closer to the norm absolutely i mean teams Teams can play a little cautious in the playoffs. Right? Cautious may not be right, but they're just – they don't want to make the mistake. And so – Yeah, I mean, it, it is it is cautious, uh, not aggressive. Uh, uh, I mean, they're going to basically try to make you pay, make you make that one that one mistake and pay. And, and it's um, – back when I first was watching the World Cup, I used to uh, – nothing against Italy – but I, you know, I hated watching the Azuri play because you knew once they scored a goal, they were just going to lock up the defense and the game was over. And, you know, if they scored in the 10th minute, it was like, oh, man, it's like I might as well just turn this game off because this game's going to be 1-0, you know, unless the other team makes a horrendous mistake. And that's honestly, that's what teams try to do. They, it, it, in, in the playoffs, you go up 1-0, some of these teams will they'll say, OK, that's it. Let's shut it down. And uh, and, uh, you know, if they give us a counter and we can we can score from state, great. If not, we're more than happy to go one zero. And so it can it can lead to uh, uh, some pretty dreadful matches for certain teams. But I I think a team like Dallas. I think uh, it's going to be fun postseason. And and here's my my shout out to and I think Koof you know, highlighted it. He said, you know, you can see Jesus wanting Paul to dummy the ball on his goal to Jesus for the record. Jesus was really hungry. I think he had an assist uh, uh, yesterday. Um, he did. And, and he wanted to get that 19th goal. It didn't come, though he had certainly had some opportunities. He credit did. Credit to, to some goalkeeping. But like even though Jesus didn't score, I just got to give credit to the guy for just uh, uh, incredible performance. Uh, very active, leading the line, creating space that made – uh, goals uh, possible for his teammates. Uh, it, it just even his hesitation sometimes to slow up his run rather than just dive right into the box. I think it makes defenders have to pause and de- make a decision: Do I follow Ariola in his run? Do I follow Velasco? You know, 
Do I go after, do I mark Jesus? And that creates, just creates space, creates havoc. Uh, I think it's an exciting, even though he didn't score, I think he's in really good form to go into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and I just want to say that I think you could see that Kansas City had keyed on him too. And they were mm-hmm. like, look, we don't care who scores. We're not going to have that guy break the record on us. And and maybe maybe if Jesus wanted to, he could have had more than one assist. I mean, I, I think I think Kansas City was basically saying, hey, don't let that guy score at any cost. And this is why it's great to see Ariola scoring, uh, Legette scoring, Velasco, you know, causing havoc over on the left. Honestly, you want to see our attack flow, and that's what we saw. And like I said, right. we're, we're – we're unlucky to not have scored more than two goals because that attack was flowing, especially in early in the first half. And, uh, you know, the, the, uh, offsides against, against, Mm -hmm. uh, Paul, I mean, Jesus, that was so close. I'm just saying it's, and, and of course Velasco hitting the crossbar. So, I mean, this could have been a bigger win than two one, but you know, We'll take it. You know, it was it was still a good performance. I think uh, the only complaint was was the goal being allowed, and and uh, you gotta wonder if Farfan doesn't go out if that goal happens at all, because <laughs> Ishmael would say, "Nanu, he caused." Yeah. I, I just say it. That's that's you gotta wonder. Yeah, yeah, and I I I like too that they that the coaching staff had the freedom and permission to. You know, pull Farfan to to give Hedges some minutes off. You know, to that 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 they knew that that this was a game that you could balance all of that. Because um, I think a draw probably probably would have been good enough for them to lock down the home playoff spot. But yet it would have. But still, yeah, yeah it, it feels you better want, to get that win. You want the W. You want you want to go emphatically into the postseason, and and uh, you know. Um, I want to add that that uh, on that three-man substitution uh, that with Velasco, Tafari, and and uh, and Quinone, the success that Kansas City was having was one once, uh, of course, uh, Nanu came in on the left side, and it's just that that because of Nanu's play style, suddenly Surreal uh, and Nanu didn't work well together mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for for nico to recognize and say hey because you know we need to fire out there we need a little more uh, uh a little more quickness a little more agility out there and we need quinone because we need someone who's 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 to stay back and 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 uh basically make up for the fact that nan was going to be going forward far more than 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 uh, farfan and and his uh defensive reaction isn't as good as Farfan. So that's why you needed to make those changes in the back. And, and when you saw it, you're like, Hey, yeah, this could work. And it wasn't perfect, but it did actually shore it up some in sufficiently that, that uh, I think, you know, we, we felt better about defense once those substitutions remained. So, uh, yeah, I agree. And like, I, I thought Kinone Qu- Qu- looked spry. He looked, he looked <laughs> younger. I mean, he looked just, He's a he's a young he's he's twenty eight. I mean he's he's, he's only twenty eight. I know, but yeah, he's not an he, old guy. I mean we treat him like he's an old guy because on FC Dallas he's an old guy, <laughs> but he's technically a guy who's in his prime and 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 uh, 
you know, I part of me says, you know, they won't keep him next year, but maybe they will. I mean, why not? He does provide uh, a solid, solid option uh, at at uh, defensive midfield. So, mm-hmm. and and you know, we were saying, I think we were saying in the previous podcast that hey, you know, we can't have all these high priced players. Why not? All the other teams do. LAFC's got a crap ton of high price players. Right. Why not FC Dallas? Why not have a stacked lineup, which which uh, is really a possibility next season? Yeah. Well, th- th- those questions hopefully we'll get to much later because much later. Yeah, I don't want to get hope, too, too far. Monday into night things are really set up for FC Dallas to to do well against Minnesota, a team that they uh, have done well against this season. Uh, a team that they should have the number, a team that hasn't been playing super, super well, but yet will be a challenge. I mean, you can't, uh, you, you got to bring um, your A game. Uh, that's that's for sure. Um, I believe I believe their record coming into the playoffs, I think they were, uh, it's either, uh, yeah, it was in their last seven matches, one win, one draw, five losses, mm-hmm. including a 3-0, a 3-0 loss against FC Dallas. And um, wasn't, wasn't that in Minnesota too? That was that, that was an away match, yes. That yeah, was an it was away, an away it match. Was, it was one of those, those so, things that Nico's gotten out of this squad, you know? Um, exactly. So, yeah, and probably, probably FC Dallas' biggest, you know, well, one of their biggest wins on the road, uh, LAG being the other the other game I could think of where, where we were like, wow, that was an amazing win. Uh, but yeah, one of the two biggest wins of the season on the road. Uh, so I think a team that that I think we think FC Dallas matches up very well against, and and we're certainly looking. For, we like our chances. I think we're very excited at the possibility of of uh, getting a W against these guys. Of course, uh, anything can happen. It can be. Uh, it can end up being a gritty draw. It's the playoffs. I mean, days, Minnesota. You know, who knows? But uh, yeah, I I agree too. I think this is. Of, of, of the options, this is the team you might prefer to to deal with uh, right off the bat. But, um, you know, FC Dallas can't take this week off and look ahead. And, and I think they are. They're going to work hard uh, at what's to come. Let's go ahead and take a quick moment here and let's um, um, uh, let, let, uh, um, uh, let, let's hear a little bit of Pax's postgame comments here. Congrats. Thank third you. Place. You know, after last year and a disappointing year for everybody, this year finishing third, the best finish since 2016. How has Nico, you know, really turned things around? Yeah, I think he's uh, from from day one. We we set goals um, and not just uh, unrealistic goals. These were goals that uh, we thought that we could definitely achieve as a team. And uh, but the, <laughs> nonetheless, they weren't easy and they, they weren't like cakewalk like for sure goals that we were going to get, but uh, the resilience of this team is just incredible from, from Nico all the way down. Like everybody uh, played a part in this and uh, I'm so proud uh, of the group for the effort that we've put in this year to put ourselves in the position we're in. Home playoff game, first time in a while. How important is it that home field advantage and how do you see Minnesota coming Yeah, I mean, you, you see it um, and the results. Um, team Teams are better at home, and uh, including us, because uh, obviously we have our fans to back us, and um, it's it's vital. And we're uh, we couldn't be happier that we get to play uh, a game in front of our fans for the first time in playoffs in a while. Thank you. 
Good, good energy there from Paxton, but, uh, you know, hearing the team set goals, goals that he felt like were realistic, but um, definitely the change of, of Nico's leadership, um, front office decisions as well to bring in a guy like Velasco to trade for a guy like Sebastian Leggett, who, by the way, his former team, New England Revolution, not in the playoffs, not in the playoffs. And did, Paul, did they not make it? No, they unfortunately were just outside of the bubble. But also Ooh. Paul Ariella, whose former team, DC United, not in the playoffs either. Not in the playoffs. Two, two players and two players that asked to come to Dallas. Hmm. You know, so so that's that's the ch- I think that's the change. That's something that we complained in the past about how FC Dallas wasn't bringing in players from other MLS teams. Uh, in fact, I think if I'm correctly, last year, uh, I believe Dallas was the only team that did not have a player. Uh, from another uh, MLS that had played mm-hmm. on another MLS squad. I mean, they had El Metcahar, but he never actually played for the Union. Right. You know, but they were the only, I think they, last season they were the only team that did not have a single MLS uh, player or, or player that played in um, other MLS team prior to Dallas. And and we were saying, you know, there's got to be guys that can bring in from within MLS that can, and and mind you, when we say that, I was talking about guys that could come off the bench and give you minutes, but they they took that and said, you know, we can find difference makers within MLS, and that's true too. And they went out and they got two guys that have delivered. I mean, emphatically, mind you, mm-hmm. we got we got a guy that's a, that's a U.S. Men's National Team regular, and and one guy that's basically you know just on the outskirts of the U.S. Men's National Team, and that's sensational. And a guy too who. Um... Uh, you know, who is also uh, well-connected in the entertainment sports world. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, well, so, too, I mean, if you think about it, because Pass, doesn't Pass's girlfriend also have, like, a massive mm. following also? <laughs> yeah, and I haven't really I haven't really looked up her or her following, but, yeah, a model. Uh, that's right. Well, good stuff, yeah. But, by the way, today's uh, pod is brought to you by the Major League Soccer Playoffs. Um, unfortunately... That means this podcast is unavailable in the Pacific Northwest, unfortunately. Oh! That's right. It's unav- you cannot access it in the Pacific Northwest. So please enjoy. Cr- cricket, Except cricket. if you're in the Pacific Northwest. Cricket's coming from that part of the country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, but kind of unusual since that has been... We've, we've had to endure a lot. And FC Dallas over the past uh, three years has had to take their their talents up that way but hey what a what a wild uh season and, and i think it's one of the selling points of major league soccer for me is that uh a team like fc dallas who can can, can miss the playoffs a year before and have one of the better like a, a leap leapfrogging uh, you know uh, uh improvements year on year uh yeah, i think I, it was I like believe- 16 points or something like that is it something like only two teams that were in the playoffs last year returned to the playoffs this year? I mean, right. and and you know Minnesota and RSL, yeah, I think so. I think I read that today. Yeah, it's, it's wild. And here's here's the funny thing though is is even though they didn't make the playoffs, which we were very happy with, Houston actually made an improvement from last year. They just did not improve at the rate that that the teams around them did. You know, so yeah, I mean, I mean, teams can make improvements. Uh, Dallas and Austin both, I think, the two biggest uh, turnarounds in the West, you know. 
Well, all right, before we get before we get ahead, let's go ahead and talk about the big news from North Texas. And this is one where Jose and I can get in the weeds on. I was hoping to hear from our buddy Jack McLean, who's covering North Texas for Big D Soccer, but didn't hear from him yet. The news out uh, on September 30th after uh, North Texas uh, uh, didn't uh, lost to St. Louis FC, who lost to Columbus Crew 2. Uh, which, which I called, by the way. Good call, good call. Um, and we're like, what they, by the way, they didn't just lose, they got destroyed, they got was destroyed by Columbus four to one. But I know, I don't know if you guys recall, but I said, I said, uh, it was Columbus crew were the favorites in the final, not St. Louis, even though I had been hyping up St. Louis. And it's because the crew put together a top tier third division squad, that's what mm-hmm. they did. They, they, they basically where, where. St. Louis put together more of a, they kind of put like a USL championship level squad, you know, that was basically part MLS guys, part uh, D3, D3 guys. But Columbus crew actually went out and they, and they got guys that were from, you know, USL league one or had played in the USL championship or Canadian foot uh, uh, premier league. And they, and these guys were all basically, tuned into what it took to be at play at this level. And it was just a matter of gelling them and, and, and no injuries, no, uh, you know, they just steamrolled the East. And, and, and once you knew they were going to host, it was like, Oh yeah, they were pretty much unbeatable at home. Well, you know, North Texas lost that first round match and then third degree, uh, has reported in their podcast. Um, recommend you check that out. Um, just, that that yeah. there were that there were reasons that Coach Kaw and, and and FC Dallas agreed uh, North Texas agreed to part ways because of perhaps player comp- complaints and just compatibility issues. Um, I, it doesn't sound like it's something that's going to rise to like a league investigation level or anything like that. But it but Kaw was uh, a little more of the shellless Heinemann uh, mold, which you saw if you watched the very beginning of the show. It's a it's. Or Shellis Heinemann uh, clip where he gets kicked in the nuts uh, by a former Dallas Cowboy player. Uh, yeah, a guy who's like you know demands a lot, uh, and if you're in a dog his doghouse, you're in his doghouse. Like there's just there's not going to be inner you know there's not going to be a little gray area. It's like he likes you or he doesn't like you. And I will say this from from interacting with Coach Call over the season that I saw his enthusiasm, I thought saw his appreciation for the sport, I saw his uh, gratitude just to be able to coach, and his belief in his players. But that doesn't mean that a coach also doesn't if 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 you mess up, if you cost your team a, a, a tie, a draw, or three points, or if you don't meet that coach's expectations. You know those coaches can also probably be your worst enemies. So it's it's I think it's definitely a both and reality. But, I'm not trying to pretend that. What like, we're what we're talking about here though is 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 uh, again you know you got to give props to Boston Third Degree for their insight on this. Is they're talking about it wasn't even that kind of stuff. It was more like being late for meetings and or or simple stuff like that. And he would come down hard on people. And in hindsight, now now let me tell you about we saw the playoffs. You saw. Uh, you saw how close those the, the standings were, and you had uh, North Texas ended up having to go to St. Louis. But let me tell you, if North Texas would have hosted either St. Louis or Tacoma, they're the team playing in the title game because 
those they the only team that they that had their number this this off season was was the Dynamo. I mean, during the regular season was the Dynamo too, mm-hmm. uh, who were basically set up to play perfect defense. You know, uh, they were like a USL League One type setup. Which so, but anyway, had North Texas hosted either of those other two teams, they're the ones that 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 make it to the final, and. The fact that some key players, and we're talking key players, were 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 did not see extensive playing time due to stuff happening behind the scene, and and we're talking about your best midfielder in Ferry. He was inactive for a couple of weeks, or or even if he was active, he was on the bench and not starting. This is the guy. This is a guy that I mean was just heads and shoulders about head and shoulders above everybody else. Waldick, another guy. I mean, your only true defensive midfielder, and that guy couldn't even see the field, and 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 that was something that was odd as the season progressed. You're like, oh, you know. I mean, I'm a positive guy. I'm a glass half full guy, so I'm like, oh, you know, he must be. You know, they must be simply wanting to get an extended look at at Santi Ferreira and some mm-hmm. of these other young guys, which made sense. But at the same time, you know, when you're playing teams like the Dynamo 2 or Tacoma or St. Louis, and you're starting Academy Kids and Waldeck isn't playing, Ferry isn't playing, and and, uh, other players, uh, Bartlett, I believe, was another player that that would have gotten more playing time. Mind you, Ferry was on the cusp of making a jump to senior roster. Bartlett's a guy that the team wants to get as much playing time at that level as he can so they can then make an assessment. And if that's not happening, that's hurting not just North Texas, it is hurting the senior team too. And and I don't, you know, I can only go by what but uh, Third Degree has reported. But the truth is, is the one thing that stood out to me, the one thing that, that was clear is that uh, – Regardless of his style or or his relationship with with uh, the players in North Texas, apparently Coach Cod did not get along with Nico, hmm. and and was even uh, uh, reluctant to follow uh, instructions given to him from the senior squad. You know, uh, there's one story where a player. The senior squad, uh, senior team asked uh, asked him to rest one of the players, and that didn't happen. And you can't have that. I'm sorry. I mean, I, I don't know if, if anything in the back talk in the back is is true, but if you are the 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 manager of the reserve team, you have to be in lockstep with the senior team manager. And if you can't do that, then I don't care. What what how wonderful of a guy you are and how many people love you, you cannot be the reserve coach. You got to be a guy who sees what Nico sees and says, okay, you know, and 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 takes his suggestions to heart and says, okay, because these kids' ultimate goal is to go play for Nico. And so you have to be in lockstep with the the wishes of the senior team, and and if that's not happening, and that's honestly that's what the biggest thing I got out of it is that simply Nico and Ka did not get along. And Nico has basically hinted about having a bigger hand with the reserve team next season, which this season he wasn't, you know, he was focused on the senior team. So 
all that says is Nico's going to bring in this guy. And if he doesn't bring in this guy, he's going to have a say on who that guy is that's brought in. Because, like I said, you're the reserve team. Right. You're not an independent club. You got to answer to the man on top. And that, that would be the manager of the senior team. I mean, I think the FC Dallas organization would like North Texas to win some trophies, to be successful, to build up its reputation. But, um, yeah, but but I think your point is right. It, it, it also has to fit within this existing organization and serve its purpose, which, uh, yeah, trophies will be great and, and welcome, and, and certainly that's the expectation, but also uh, to get guys ready, to be a tool to improve the senior squad. And now, you know, so so at least with, with Coach Cobb, we have some, you know, we have some waiting to do because uh, we might hear, uh, you know, the official announcement about, about Mulatto. There's been rumors that, that FC Dallas purchased his contract, whether that's still with North Texas or what. Um, what will wait? I think there'll be an official announcement at some point. But Kamungo is, is one of those stories. And I think, I think uh, so, so I at least add some, something for Caw to say, look, this is what I was part of, but, but you're right. This was a bit of a different year um, as North Texas adjusted to MLS It was a, next a transition year. A transition, Tra- transition year. year. And, and, and I also got to add that uh, behind the scenes, uh, again, uh, I got to give props to uh, Third Degree, who does great coverage of, of the Academy. But I also have other people that I follow that cover the Academies extensively. And uh, the, the word is, is that, you know, we talked about the opening of the uh, of the territories to some extent, uh, FC Dallas went out and they brought in a lot of talent. We're talking, and we're not talking at one age level. They brought in talent across the board. We're talking like 30 plus kids spread throughout the different ages uh, through the uh, ECNL uh, squads. And and now we're starting to see that, that the actual overall, overall talent of the squads has actually gone up. And because of that, the, the, the rumor is that North Texas will actually, mind you, one of the youngest clubs in MLS Next Pro, the rumor is that because of the talent influx to the academy, that they will lean more to the academy next year. So we're talking less guys coming in uh, on loan from you know South American academies and stuff like, like we've been seeing. Uh, not to say they're going to stop, but I'm saying you're going to see more academy kids get minutes next year because the talent level in the academy has seen a bump across the board, and 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 you're seeing FC Dallas now that the territories have opened up a little, it's now spreading out its recruiting and and going outside the DFW. And why not? I mean, they 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 have a proven record of sending players to Europe. And it's very attractive. Maybe, maybe they won't get the top tier guys, but there's so many guys that are, you know, a step or two away from getting to that level that say, "Hey, I'd be more than happy to go to Dallas and 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 take that next step there." And you're seeing that now. You're seeing. I think we had three guys from Solar, like, all leave and join. Uh, I think they're all playing for the U16s right now, who are crushing people. Mm. You know, so that's. That's uh, exciting. That's and you're seeing North Texas will, I think, be a true U21 team next year, where basically 
it, it is what it is. It's a next step for outside the academy. And and that's the way it's got to be. And I'm very happy and I'm excited. I hope it's uh, Michelle or one of those guys, you know, that gets the, yeah. gets the job. Internal, internal kind of process. I mean, although, you know, there is a dark horse candidate. Um, and that is, uh, you know, Caleb Porter, who was fired <laughs> from the Columbus crew after betting his house. <laughs> On uh, making the playoffs, and he's probably without a house now. Yeah, and... yeah, his crew two team did did win <laughs> yeah. the Olympics for us. But anyway, uh, well, that's 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 an aside. But yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see. I I liked what Coach Carl in my interaction. I liked him, but uh, I wasn't there. You know, of course, to see in the locker room and see the friction yeah. in the back room. And so that's the reality for us fans. And so I appreciate, too, I think it's so important that FC Dallas gets this relationship with North Texas right. Yeah, and, and I think the way it was explained was done very well uh, by, by uh, Third Degree was that, that he was a very old-school, hard-nosed uh, type uh, manager uh, in the practice and in the game. And, and today's players, today's, today's modern players, don't all, you know, that's not the way they're taught. So there was a friction. There was friction between players who were okay with the old school drill sergeant style method, and then you've got the newer, new, new wave. You know, more social interactive players who basically could not get behind that. And it's, it's going to happen. You know. Yeah, it's going to happen. There's well, some team out there that that's going to say, "Hey, we need that level of discipline. We want that guy." And and Coach Ka, I mean, I wouldn't worry about him. I think he's going to land. Uh, land with strong Houston. somewhere. <laughs> probably no, I don't not. think he'll land with Houston. I don't think he'll land with Houston. But he'll you know what? If he doesn't, off, but you, you know, know what? Even if he doesn't land a head coaching job, I could see him landing as a as the number two guy. You know, like uh, as the, the you know. Why not? You know, uh, somebody whoever let's say whoever gets hired as Columbus says, "Hey, I want you to be my number two guy." You know, I think. That's also a very strong possibility for him. Uh, there's a rumor that there's an expansion team in the Canadian Football League that is supposedly he's their guy that they want. So that's also a possibility. He can always go back there. Interesting. All right. Um, well, good. Um, well, let, let's close out the show. Uh, it's been a good one, even just Jose and I. Um, we're hoping to have a surprise guest or two, but hey, oh, that's life. Possible. Uh, it happens. Yeah, it happens. But you know, uh, what's our well, what's our prediction going into Monday night? Um, it's a good week of rest for FC Dallas. Marco Farfan, I think, was 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 brought out of the game just precautionary. They said precautionary, yes, precautionary. Hopefully that holds up. Uh, I think Matt Hedges too. I think was was perhaps dealing with a little something, but um, it, you know, feel really good about um, you know, you know about the health of the squad about. I hope Kamungo is ready. It'd be great to have him as a late game option if you're pushing for that go ahead goal. That's right. That's right. FCD, go FCD. Uh, I think my biggest concern was was uh, Velasco limped a little there at the end, and and right. I mean that's that's what I'm waiting to find out is I hope he's not at all in the uh, injury report because we haven't. There's been a lot of quiet. Nobody's asked. Nobody said, and that's that's my biggest concern is is Velasco was gimping a little there at the end, and it wasn't like a minor limp. It was like a significant limp. So hopefully he just you know, it was a short tweak and not, not anything that carries over. All yep. right. Have fun, yeah. Javier. 
Yeah, I wish I could go. Uh, I'm 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 predicting yeah. a, another two two to one victory for FC Dallas, um, and and because I, I think Minnesota is going to fight. Um, but I think as Ben says here, a two to nothing uh, is also not a bad I shout. Would, I would uh, I think two nothing is, is is the way to go. I think, but I don't think it's going to be like I think it's still going to be a. a, a I, I believe that second goal is going to come late. I think we're all going to be like holding our breath and Minnesota will, will have their moments where, where we'll be like, Oh my God, you know, we're lucky. So I think, I think two zero is, is a solid prediction. I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Although it won't be like, it won't be like a comfortable two zero. It'll be like a, whew, we needed that second goal to put it away at the end. Yeah. To make it, to make it real. Well, good. We got we got soccer to look forward to. Um, please check out BigDSoccer.com this this week for for pieces about this. I'm hoping to put together a piece about North Texas. Some of the things we talked about maybe loop loop you in, Jose and, and Jack. I'm down uh, for that. I'm down for that. Yeah, kind of kind of making sense of this uh, of of Coach Cause departure, but also the future. But more importantly, playoff soccer yet to come, and that's what we want to say. Let's go, vamos. That's right, Franco. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right. Good night, everybody. Thanks, Jose. Good night, guys. Yeah. Good night, rep. Good night, everybody.